Hello, person, and welcome to Anthem of Life. I'm your host, Douglas Sarine. This episode was recorded on a Thursday night in San Francisco. My wife and I love a good episode of Jeopardy. We like making guesses based on our life experience and feel pretty darn good if we bat 300. But I began to contemplate a bit more deeply the value of random knowledge to my life after my conversation with Mr. Jones. Enjoy. Mr. Jones, it's great, great to be here. It's really great to be here. <laughs> well, well, so, we're you mean you mean in the New I Amsterdam? Mean, yeah, or? It's, I mean it's just great to to sit around here at this place. I love this place so much. I mean this is uh, this is my hang. This is uh, every Thursday, trivia Thursdays is what we call it, and it's just so good to be here. You blew everybody away. Let's talk about these uh, trivia titans. I mean, is that, have you guys been a team for a while? You know, we have. We have. For probably about uh, seven years now. It's the same group. It started off as just sort of a pickup thing. You know, once the trivia night started, I mean, I've been hanging out here for years. I love a good way to show off a little bit of what I know. And then I uh, started just picking up a team here and there. Next thing you know, trivia titans. I mean, we kind of dominate. I mean, some people say it's not fair, but we've lost a couple of times before in the past few years. Really? I find that hard to believe. You know that uh, the Jeopardy guy, Ken Jennings? Mm -hmm. yeah. He was passing through here on some sort of tour that they were doing. And, oh, uh, yeah, I remember. I mean, uh, that guy, he cleaned my clock. If the only person you're losing to is Ken Jennings, that's a pretty pretty high bar. Yeah, I mean, I think he was out for vengeance. Uh, he and I went to did a couple classes together when I used to be in community college, and it was one of those things where it was like we kind of recognized each other from across the bar. Oh, and uh, he kind of gave me the old like the thumbs down, and I was like, oh well, I guess uh, tonight's going to be a little bit of a challenge. He just got us that day. It just uh, didn't work out. But all I know is that guy has the cold eyes of a shark. I mean, he knew exactly what he was doing. There's an anger inside of him that I don't think a lot of people pick up on. You and, can tell. Uh, you can tell by I can the ties. Tell. Yeah. the ties that he chooses oh, yeah. for the show. It's but it's the knot. It's just so tight. It's so tight. Like like he's trying to hold something in. Obviously, you do very well at this bar. Do you guys move around and kind of uh, you know play what? the scene? You know what? Uh, we've talked about that before, but we stay here. You know why? Like I said, I love being here. I love this place, all right? When we win a free round of drinks, I don't have to tell them what I want. They know exactly uh, what I'm having. What's your poison? Seltzer water, two squeezes of lime, one ice cube. I see that. Yeah. Used to be vodka tonic. Can't do it anymore. Now, is that because it slows down the brain? Uh, Douglas, it slows down everything. Uh, slows down, slowed down my life for a long time. Oh, yeah. sorry to hear about yeah. that. I uh, drank a little bit too much, drank a little too hard. You know what now? Clean and sober. Wow, clean 17 and sober. years. Uh, 17 years clean and sober? 17 years clean and sober. Wow. And you've been coming to the New Amsterdam for how, how long then? Let's see, I'm uh, 56 now, so... Uh, about uh, 35 years, started 21, 
this has been my bar since then, but I haven't always just been in town. You know, you travel, you see the world, you get to know Ooh. things, you build some experiences, you lead a life, Douglas. Is that and why you're so good at trivia is because I mean, you've traveled yeah, around? You, you pick up thing. a little bit of everything. I'm kind of like a, like my brain's like a lint roller, Douglas. How long have you been married? 15 years. I assume you're faithful. Yeah. You find a place that's perfect for you, you stick around. Oh, boy, that's a really good philosophy. Yeah. I mean, I haven't yet my, met my female version of the new Amsterdam bar, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not done looking yet. I took a few years off to work on myself, and uh, that work, it's never really truly done. No. I mean, hopefully we're making incremental improvements on ourselves throughout our entire life. Yeah, sometimes I think my increments are a little bit too incremental, but, you know, uh, a little bit to change here and there. Yeah. What keeps bringing you back to San Fran and the New Amsterdam? Because uh, you, you say you've gone out in the world and you've I mean, seen things. The city of San Francisco is just a, a magical place. When that fog rolls in and you could just be out there and you just wake up and you just roll over and just sit on that curb and think, here I am in San Francisco. You know, those nights of sleep in Golden Gate Park, you're just getting up with the sunrise and sometimes you find yourself, it's it's first thing in the morning, you're out there on that Golden Gate Bridge or you swim out to Treasure Island, you know, or, or those times when you, you veer off path on the Alcatraz tour and you just kind of hang out on the island overnight and wait till the next day's tour to, to hop back on and head back. You know, there's just so much of this city to see. Wow. Those sound like pretty interesting ways to spend your time sleeping overnight in a public park or <laughs> or or in I, Alcatraz. I really dislike sleeping indoors. Really? Yeah. No, do you like camping? Do you like are you like a tent and sleeping bag person or tent a little bit too doorsy for me. I like to be able to look up and see the sky. Ah, just sleeping out just out in nature, you know? Uh, a place where I can wake up with dew on my face. That's hard for me to get my mind around because as far as I go into roughing it is glamping. So it, you sound like you're... There's a lot of glamour in sleeping outside. I mean, look, I've got a billion nightlights, right? People think it's like a, a way of being like a simple, right? But it's actually pretty fancy the way I do things. Break it down for me. Like, do you have a apartment or a regular place that you're like, so, oh, okay, well, I've I got my this. apartment, uh -huh. right? Uh, every night, uh, have dinner, you know, whether I'm out with friends or whether I'm eating at the house, I charge up my electric toothbrush, right? Because I like to have a clean mouth first thing in the morning. Sure. No, no excuse for morning breath. I gather up my knapsack and then I decide where I'm going to go that night. You know, sometimes I'll have a plan in advance and sometimes I'll just say, you know what? I think I'm just going to walk the city until I get sleepy. Do you ever run into hassles out there? I mean, it seems like... San Francisco is... It's the city of brotherly love. They say it's Philadelphia. I disagree. There's a reason so many people leave their hearts here. All right, San Francisco, it's a magical city where you can just fall asleep on anybody's step. And the next day, the worst thing that's probably going to happen to you is you might wake up with a hot cross bun on a plate on your lap. Really? Yeah. So you've had nothing people, but positive experiences. Nothing but positive experiences here. The people of San Francisco are one by one by one the loveliest people in this great nation, perhaps the world. And I've seen a lot of places, Douglas. I've seen a lot of places. That seems like enough to bring you back home if, it, if the city's that welcoming. I could see why you keep coming back here. It's beautiful. Let's talk about some of your adventures, because when we got into... European history. Yeah, European history, mm -hmm. and there was a... I, we were lost. We didn't get a single point that round. Oh, yeah, and we doubled every time. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you guys went for it, and it was like, who knows how wide Liechtenstein is? And you guys were like, oh, yeah, yeah it's 5.6 kilometers wide or whatever. And I was like, wow. 
I believe 13.6. Oh, 13.6. Uh, well, yeah, don't sorry. even remember now. Uh, at, the, at the measurement point that they were speaking of, but 13.6 kilometers. Wow. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Douglas, the thing is, I spent an extensive time in Europe. Uh, I was palling around with some friends of mine. They had had some great success. And I was just sort of along for the ride. And I, on their European tour, I would go from place to place. And while they were dolled up in these hotels, on the top story looking out of the penthouse, I would politely excuse myself from the festivities. Back in those days, maybe a little bit tipsy, Douglas. And then I would just uh, walk around all these cities. And you know what Europe has that America doesn't have? Plaques. A plethora of plaques describing events and series of moments throughout their histories. A long, rich history. Yeah, Yeah, so you walk outside a building here, you might find out that it used to be a day's end. But there in Europe, you found out that that's a place where there was an assassination, or that's the place where uh, a great man had once laid his head, or that's a place where a queen has once met whoever she wound up marrying. But there's so many plaques in Europe. In order to read those plaques, I had to pick up some languages, pick up a little bit here and there to be able to translate some things. But it was just a a wonderful time, Douglas, a wonderful time in my life. Nothing like a good plaque. I'll tell you, when I was in uh, the castle in Prague Mm. and they had like a little plaque that explained what... Um, Goethe's castle? Yeah, defenestration, which was Mm. just throwing people out out the the window. window. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To kill people, and I was like, "Oh, that's uh, that's interesting. I wouldn't known unless there was that plaque." Yeah, you know what phrase has always fascinated me? What if there was a decimation by defenestration? Because decimation actually means like killing people by the tens. Yeah, and so you're like tossing people ten at a time out of a window. You know, like the world's most horrifying episode of Sesame Street. Oh, you're saying because they're counting? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, one, <laughs> two, <laughs> three people out the window. Yeah. That would be the most horrifying episode. Yeah. What if the count actually was like Count Dracula? Sucking their blood and then throwing them out the window. Yeah, Sucking like, their blood and throwing them out the window. Like empty beer cans. <laughs> uh, let's break down the Trivia Titans. Okay. Because they, they, well, seem to, they seem to all look to you. Everyone on the team has a strengths. Like it's, a, it's almost like in a heist movie. How you know? Oh yeah, um, got the computer the guy, wheel man, and the, wheel the computer man. guy, oh, yeah. you know, and the explosive expert, and there's the face and all that stuff. Yeah. I am sort of the guy that, yes, admittedly, they do look to just to make sure. Gary over there, yeah. he's our sports guy. Lisa, mm-hmm. she is an expert anything that has to do with food or pop culture. Uh, just absolutely amazing. Tim is a genius when it comes to history. I was the trivia titan. Uh, that's what kind of, a, and then and then I would have people join my team. And these three, they're the ones that stuck around. Nice. And so then you just added an S. Yes. Yeah. And said, you know. But everyone calls you Mr. Jones. They don't call you the Trivia Titan around here. And I just don't meet a lot of people who go by their last names. I don't. Oh. I go by my full name. Oh. My first name is, in fact, Mr. Really? Yes, yes. It's kind of a funny story. My father was a gardener. He uh, ran a gardening business uh, south of here in uh, San Luis Obispo Mm -hmm. uh, for years and years and years. And then he met this woman who my mother, uh, Karen, who, who he fell absolutely in love with. And he realized that there was something that she brought to him that no one had ever brought to him in his life before. And he referred to her as his sort of uh, misty dew of the morning. That sort of became so like, poetic. Yeah. And she said, well, you're my mister. Right. And so they had back and forth. And then I was born and they said, hey, who's our little mister now? Uh-huh. And uh, they decided, well, I was going to be Mr. Jones. So 
Do you mean a mister like a like a little yes. spray bottle? Yes. Like mister. oh yeah yeah so yeah. like a, like a gardener would have a mister. Yeah. You know and actually Douglas I I mean <laughs> I don't mean to turn this into a therapy session but as I'm saying it maybe this is why I like sleeping outside so much. You know that connection mm. with my parents that idea of that that waking up with that bit of dew on your face. A little bit of mist. Yeah. On your face a little yeah. bit of. It's yeah. a yeah it's kind of a lovely thought. I mean my parents have been gone for some time now. Oh. It's it's nice to think of them again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so your parents passed away. Yes, yes. Uh, It was a beautiful thing. They had both, you know, reached an age and they decided to just uh, have a ceremony where uh, they went to my father's garden and they just held each other's hands and they just sort of let go. It was uh, it was quite beautiful, in fact. So they uh, died at the same time? Like, yes, together? it was it was quite amazing. And some folks speculated that perhaps there was some sort of uh, plant-based joint suicide that had happened. Or like you know, a some hemlock. sort of nightshady hemlocky yeah. thing mm-hmm. or something. But personally I don't I don't feel that that I like to just think of it as like a beautiful moment where those two people decided they'd done what they had needed to do. They had allowed they had seen their son grow into the man that they had wanted him to be, and they decided it was time to let go. Well, that's a beautiful example for your life. Why do you think that uh, Mr. Jones hasn't found his misty do? You know, I don't know, Douglas. I mean, because if I knew that, I'd be out there looking right now instead of talking to you. I, I don't see a it. ring on Lisa's finger. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lisa is, uh, d- to be frank, uh, Lisa's not interested in men. Oh, okay. Uh, she's in a committed relationship uh, for years and years. And I don't want to assume that you're not only interested married. in women. I, I am, okay. in fact, interested in women. I mean, not that <laughs> you, you get drunk around Europe long enough, you try a little bit of everything. But I, I've realized at this point that, you know, I am primarily interested in women. And, and I think the reason why I haven't, found anyone is there are so many little things that I know that maybe I'm not ready to be truly known. Yeah. So you've picked up all of this trivia, but haven't really found a knowing that makes you want to invite another person into knowing you. I mean, Douglas, uh, wow, this is... I mean, you're, you're like a like Oprah Winfrey. I mean, I, I can feel I can feel myself welling up with tears because as you say it, I realize I've spent so much time gathering trivia, but I've never really gone after what's important. Well, ah, I don't. I don't want to. I, mean, I, I don't want to undermine your. No, life. no. I mean, it says a lot. I mean, you talking about your 15 happy years, and and I think these past 17 years since I've been sober, I mean, I've I've gone after so many little things as a way of like picking up a little bit here and there. You know, I've taken archery classes and and crocheting classes, and I I did an art class, and I that category on uh, entomology, you answered every single question. I love a bug. Right back. You're a doo, 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 doo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's absolutely, you know, uh, astonishing that it's taken me this long to realize maybe the question that I've never been able to answer is what do I love? And what will you allow to love you? Imagine that someone was a trivia expert on you. I mean, is... Th- is that possible for me, Douglas? Do you think? I mean, you, you're you somebody who, I mean, I don't mean to make this all about you, but you're somebody who's found love in your life. Do you think that's that's possible at this point? I absolutely, I, mean, I, I think love is possible every day. I think that around every corner you could find the person that could change your life. I definitely think you deserve love. Well, you know, I mean, Douglas, that's the thing that I think that's made this so revelatory. I'm so used to people asking me questions about everything except me. 
You know, I'm, I'm every I'm here every Thursday going through lists of uh, sitcoms from the early 80s all the way through movies that starred yeah. Tom Hulse. And 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 then at the end of the night, I still just wind up curling up on a patch of grass and staring at the sky with nobody having asked a single question about how was my day. What's that question? What is it that I love? What is or it what that I, I love and what will I allow to love me? What will I allow to love me? That's a trivia question that is probably the universal biggest trivia question that someone could ask. And being able to have an answer for that, wow, that would be... Yeah, that would be that would be the kind of thing that once I get an answer to that, I think I'd, I'd have like my final answer. I think, I mean, to, to use the Jeopardy term, I think that really is the, the final Jeopardy question. Do you believe that that might be able to exist here in the New Amsterdam? I'd hope so, but uh, I've been coming to this place for a long time. If love hasn't found me here yet, I should probably look another place. Because uh, I'm looking around this bar mm -hmm. and I see so many beautiful women. Oh, I bet a couple of them are looking at you. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I mean, Douglas, I mean, you're a tall strapping lad. They're probably checking you out, my friend. You're a hero in this bar. Everybody knows your name. It is a little bit like being like a a little bit of celebrity. I mean, yes, everyone here knows my name, but I mean, it's we've been talking. I mean, I don't know if that's the thing that's going to make me happy, is it? Well, that's why I'm saying right now, you and I, we're going to put together a dating profile for Mr. Jones. Oh, well, I mean, Douglas, can we even do that? I mean, yeah. look, look at my phone. I mean, this is this thing going to be capable of getting a dating profile on it? If you have a phone number, you can have a dating profile. Okay. I'm going to set right. it up here. Okay. I, you know what? I'm going to trust you on this one, Douglas. Yeah. All right. Mr. Jones. That's uh, with a Y. O-M-Y-S-T-E-R. Yeah. My mom didn't want to make it, you know, too, you know, it, it's a it's a whole other story. Sorry. You know what I like about that? It's, it's kind of like mystery. Yeah. Yeah. That's if what she was in, going for. Yeah, yeah. Put a Y at the end. Well, that's right there. Someone could find that interesting. Uh, we're going to put our honest age. Mm -hmm. 56. Six. Yeah. Okay. Now go ahead and just uh, make your most natural face. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, thank you. know you. what? That ha-ha. Can I, can I take a look at that? Yeah. Oh, hey, I like that. Yeah. All right. I caught you right at the edge of the ha-ha. You know, I, I just, so. I heard somebody say that if you want to have a good smile in a picture, think a smiling thought. That's a good little fun fact. Well, let's go to likes and dislikes. Uh, let's see. Uh, like a nice uh, cup of coffee outside. Coffee? Um, big coffee drinker. Outside. Uh, let's, outside. Let's talk about how would we say, like, mm. how would you describe your love of the outdoors? Oh, uh, that is a tough one because I don't want to, I don't want to disparage the houseless, nor do I want to imply that I'm in fact unhoused. Right. Um, I love sleeping under the stars. Love sleeping under the Stars. Big stars. I'm going to put big stars. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Yeah. There we go. What are some things you like to do as uh, as hobbies? Trivia. I'm putting a tri trivia down. As a, uh, I love as a listening hobby. to music. I'm a mm -hmm. big fan of music. I've I've noodled on the guitar. Uh, okay. During my time in Spain, uh, I picked up a little bit of flamenco guitar. Oh, um, wow. You know, I'm, I'm pretty rusty. I'm pretty out of practice. But for the right lady, I dust it off again. <laughs> right. Uh, want to be a better flamenco Guitar player. Look at that. Yeah. Now let's talk about what you don't like. You know, if let's say close minded people. Close minded people. Mm -hmm. uh, those who do not seek adventure. Anti adventure. Yeah. And uh, left handed people. I don't know. It's just always been a thing for me. 
It's like elbowing each other during dinner. It just seems... mm. Well, that's going to take out a a couple of people out of the equation, but... 10 to 12%, depending on the birth year. Of course, you would know that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Douglas. Thanks. And I'm looking for a person who... It's really not the outside package. I mean, I'm not looking for somebody who's just like, oh, she's this tall or that tall, or she's got, you know, brown hair, yellow hair, black hair, red hair. I'm just looking for somebody who's just uh, interested in, in, in getting to know me for me. Yeah. Great. And uploaded. Okay. Wow. I guess it's all happening now. Yeah. So... Now you have that in your head and you could think, oh, if I strike up a conversation with a gal at the bar Mm -hmm. here, I already know what I want and I know what I don't want. Oh, Douglas, I just got a text. Oh, (laughs) Uh, I just got some sort of message. I think I think it might be this dating app. Mm -hmm. Douglas, I mean, I I can't stop smiling. Thank you, (laughs) Mr. Jones. You are a catch. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're a fixture here. At the New Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. I think someday there's going to be a plaque out front of the New Amsterdam that talks about (laughs) Mr. Jones. Wow. What would you love for that plaque to say? Douglas, I think what I'd have that plaque say is a man named Mr. Jones once played trivia here. He knew a lot, but didn't let himself be known. And he would say the question you should ask yourself is which of those things is more important. Wow. That's a little bit heartbreaking, but it's also something that I can imagine someone reading that saying, I'm going to try and answer that question with my life. Well, I hope that you have the opportunity to lay down in a garden and die with somebody someday. That just sounds so beautiful. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me, Douglas. I think I'm going to leave you here. I don't want to kill your vibe. It seems like... Uh, You're a part of things now. Douglas, come on. Uh, A great person once said to me, you're welcome back anytime so I can defeat you again. (laughs) Was that Ken Jennings? That that was Ken. Oh, okay. Can I buy you another drink or? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. They charge you for the water. I think I'm going to try something a little bit different. You've encouraged me. Oh, yeah? I think I'm going to try a root beer. Uh, Yeah, Cheryl, let's make that two root beers. Thank you so much for being so open and insightful. And you blew me away with that Picasso category. You got to tell me how you know that much. I spent six months in Guernica. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, okay. Uh, That one's a little bit spicy. So, oh, boy, that is a that's a peppery root beer. Yeah, got a little funk to it. A toast to Mr. Jones. Thank you, Douglas. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anthem of Life. Our show is completely improvised and produced by me, Douglas Sarine, along with Mary Pat Farrell and Sarah Atwood Sarine. Our theme song was produced by the wonderful Ben Wise. You can find out all about his music at benwise.bandcamp.com. Additional music provided by Icarus. A special note of gratitude to Stephen C. James for having some fun with us as Mr. Jones. Stephen is an improviser, podcaster, actor, and teacher who has run a middle school theater program for two decades. He can be found performing on stage in any part of Los Angeles he feels it worth driving to and can be heard Wednesdays weekly on the Super Legit Podcast. I've been on the show. I've listened to the show. It's a real good time. Inspiration for this episode came from the song Mr. Jones by Counting Crows. Find out more about that ditty in this episode's liner notes, where you can also find a link to enjoy our eclectic and growing Anthem of Life playlist on Spotify. 
Help us amplify the anthem by taking a moment right now to rate and leave a glowing review for our show on Apple Podcasts. It helps, and we'd certainly appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram at Anthem of Life Podcast. Give us a follow and let us know what you love about Mr. Jones. Until next time, we wish you a life worth singing about. We'll be right back. 